Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brawn and Brains. This week, I have my friend Ashley Kutcher on the show, and I know Ashley from kind of like a friend of a friend of a friend, high school-wise. Um, she lived in my county and went to a different school, and our friend group pretty much overlapped, and then she went to Towson University for college, and my best friend Reese went to Towson University for her freshman year. Um, before transferring to Ohio State. So I kind of feel like I've known Ashley since my junior year of high school and then throughout college. um, We've seen each other on and off through friend functions, but she has been getting a lot of traction on Spotify. She's been releasing music, so I thought it was a really good idea to kind of have her on the show. Um, I haven't really had that many creatives, and I haven't had anybody music-wise on the show yet. So I thought it'd be really cool to kind of um, highlight a local artist. And Ashley, do you want to give me a little bit of a background about yourself? Um, yeah, so hi. First of all, thank you for having me um, on the podcast. This is my uh, first podcast I've ever done. But yeah, my name's Ashley Kutcher. Um, I've known I've known you for a little bit now. We've seen each other here and then. Um, but I am like an artist from the Baltimore area as of right now. Um, I go to Towson University. I'm almost done. I have one more semester. I'm actually in a nursing school too. We're finishing that up. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just um, released some music on Spotify, I guess for the past year now. But I would say like the song that got the traction that where people are listening to right now is my new song called lust that just came out last friday on the 17th so yeah it's a little bit basic about me (laughs) awesome and i saw that you posted how many streams does it have as of now so since friday and today's what day Monday. monday so um so it's hard to say a lot of artists just focus on the spotify streams but what they don't realize is that um well i'm sure they've realized this but i don't know if they look into it as much that they're also getting streams on Apple Music and YouTube, and when you filter it all together, they all kind of add up. So total, it's over 120,000 streams just within a week um, on Spotify, Apple Music, and um, YouTube combined. And which is crazy, and not a, this doesn't happen a lot for people, but the Apple Music for some reason is higher for me like than um, Spotify. So this morning, I think it was um, it's almost 50,000. We're at 48,900, something like that. So we're gonna. We'll be hitting 50 today on Spotify, um, which is cool, because everyone can kind of see that number. Um, yeah. Apple Music, it just hit 70,000, like like yesterday or something like that. And then YouTube, just the audio is at like 5.5K. So I've, I'm spread out in some platforms here. So Awesome. Which platform do you think people listen to most? Do you think, I remember um, right before the show, we were talking about how um, you put your music up on YouTube, and you said you got a lot of traction that way. Do you mm-hmm. think YouTube will eventually beat out Apple Music? So I don't, it's hard to say because um, I think that Apple Music is kind of what people started with. Like, I remember when I first started listening to music, I was listening to Apple Music and everyone was like, why are you listening to Apple Music? Like, you should be listening to Spotify. Um, and I do like Spotify stats better because you can see them. So that's why a lot of people just go with Spotify stats because um, it's super easy to see. It's nice to like make playlists and look things up and share easier in a way. Um, but YouTube, I, I've always watched YouTube too, but it's hard to say because um, not a lot of people do like YouTube music. I know my best friend, Kara, she always listens to YouTube music and she's like the only one 
who does that. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I think if you, what I put up on YouTube was just the audio to the to Lust. Um, exciting news, actually, we're actually doing a music video. We'll start filming um, next weekend. And so that will be up on YouTube because that's, you know, the visual platform. So um, I guess I'll have to see how that does. But otherwise, taking over Apple Music, you know, that's, it's debatable. Apps come and go. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I think I started with, I guess I started listening to music on an iPod. So it would have to be Apple Music. But it wasn't a touch that I started to listen to music on. I had like a laptop and like a Nano. So I would listen to YouTube on my laptop and my shuffle or whatever on my, um, my iPod. And I didn't even have like a smartphone. This is like a really weird fact. My parents like weren't really about it and I didn't really care too much. Like I didn't have a smartphone until I was a junior in high school. <laughs> you know, I was like, if you want to contact me, like contact my friends. So all I had was my iPod touch for the longest time. So I was like strictly like Apple Music, like I almost had no apps on it. Like it was basically a glorified camera. You know what I mean? So it's definitely I don't know when I got an iPhone. To be honest, I remember I used to have that ENB three phone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, for a little bit, I walked like to school by myself. So my parents did like I did have a cell phone. Um, and it was like a slide up one. You know what I mean? Yeah. I felt like the coolest kid in town. But I miss the keyboards. I definitely wasn't playing music, that's for sure. Yeah, I think everyone kind of started off on, you know, iTunes. Yeah, well, Apple Music is kind of a new thing, but I, I consider iTunes and Apple Music, like, it's pretty similar because, you know, either you buy it or you just pay to stream it, like, I guess, I don't know. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I also didn't really, like, know anybody who used Apple Music until, like, around my senior year of college. Like, I would ask my friends, and I was like, I didn't even realize that everybody wasn't using Spotify. Like, yeah. it's very, not new, but definitely coming more becoming more mainstream I was the opposite I was always using Apple Music until like I would go to play something or I'd send it to somebody and they're like why'd you send this to me through Apple Music like why are you not sending it to me through Spotify and I was like peer pressure one of my friends still uses Napster so you're you're ahead I don't of know what that is so Napster it's like the old the oldest of the old school apps like it is so funny mm -hmm. I think it was actually bought out by someone else but I guess that's a different conversation. Um, I like post about the, um, but speaking of like different apps, like I'm able to upload, like when I upload through my website of the song, I can see what platforms it's going to go up under. Um, and then I'll have people like comment on my like, videos and they'll be like, can you please upload it to this one? I'm like, I didn't, why, I didn't know. Like there's so many different music streaming yeah. like websites that like, just gotta make sure you're not putting it out there to like anybody so they can just take like the file. But like, as long as it's like a legit website, it's like, uh, I've, I discovered a new one. Like I totally forgot to put it out on like one of these websites. And I was like, I just, I just did it. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm learning. There's this whole, um, I use anchor to record or to upload my podcast and mm -hmm. they send it out to all the different streaming services. And every time, um, they send it out, they give me an email and they're like, Oh, Braun and brains is now available on like Google podcasts. And I'm like, I don't even know, like yeah. existed. Yeah. I, I don't know either. It's, yeah. it's so many different ones. Seriously. Going back to your background, um, how impactful uh, was music for you growing up? Um, I'd say it's like very, like it was kind of just something I grew up with. Like my um, uncle's in a band, um, they play all around Baltimore and my dad went to Towson and he studied music too. Like not as like, the, I think he did a minor in music. Um, so actually like I'm in my um, basement right now, but another door next to us, we have like a full like studio. like. Um, it's very like not put together not it doesn't look pretty but it has everything and he's always adding to it and ever since we were younger like we um learned how to play music down there and 
my dad never played guitar or like sang. My the only person who sang in my family was like my grandfather. Really? But he played drums and me and my sister just started singing. And then I remember like in high school, this was like the first performance like I ever had, but I did um but I was like I sang and people like knew I I would post singing videos. I was those girls, you know, I was posting singers singing videos on Instagram um and stuff. And my friend was like, Why don't you like do the variety show, which is like our talent show for um like our school. And so I remember like I did ended up doing the variety show for like a few years. And I remember I felt it's like it's crazy because like it was just for my school, but you felt like such like a star. Like you were like, I don't know, like I remember we all did um we would like have everyone on stage and I remember this one thing when like I did it with a rapper um too like he was so we would walk down the aisle like in the spotlight was just on us and we walked towards the stage I was like and that, that was like the first like feeling where like even though I'm just in front of my C1 right school and people are gonna go home and not remember this um yeah. it's like it was like so fun I was like I wanted like a perform like I don't think I could ever like do something where I don't perform um but my parents are very like um you know, we want you to be successful and make, you know, make, be able to make like a living for yourself and just making sure like you're stable. So I ended up going into nursing school and I was like my first like freshman year, I was like so back and forth between, I was like, do I do nursing or do I go towards this like film and music route? Like I was so conflicted, but I ended up going with nursing and then, um, bars were reaching out. Like I remember I like the green turtle then, which is now like the backyard in Towson, um, was my first gig ever and they reached out to me and they're like can you like play here like we want you to play I'm like I, I can't play here like I don't know to, I don't know how to do a three-hour set and then um yeah so I ended up starting that I think that's kind of like how up until now like playing out to now I play all over the city and stuff to keep it you know to keep the long story short I play all over the city and um it's a great way to meet people met a ton of people so that's a little bit how I started <laughs> really awesome I feel like it'd be really difficult for me to balance a passion that was so time consuming with a major that's extremely time consuming yeah I mean it it was it's but like you got to give up something so like I would get I would so when I played these gigs like I would um play like maybe like six to nine and the weekends or something like it was like three hours and then I would be able to like go up my friends after or something like that um but also I did nursing solid like during the week like I was like nursing 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 stuff and um some semesters are harder than others it just depends if I really like couldn't play that weekend I would just have to like give it up but otherwise I made it work and I ended up kind of distancing myself from school a little bit not with like the academics but just like the social aspect um Mm -hmm. And ended up meeting a lot more people in like towards the Baltimore scene instead of like the Towson scene because I was always down there like I was always playing I would go out I met like so many people that I like would never thought I would have met and they would just come up to me like hey we saw you at this last gig like last weekend we're, we heard your voice again and now we're over here and like now I, I see these girls like all the time and like now we're like friends because they've just seen me play and it's cool so I met I would definitely say like I shifted in what I when I first started freshman year never thought I would have like been like what I was doing towards my senior like I never thought I was gonna be nursing and then music on the weekends like I was like I'm gonna party and like which I still I still do you know we all have our times but um it was just a different like area that I was involved in (laughs) that totally makes sense and Towson and Baltimore for reference for people who don't know are like Hmm. pretty close together um you definitely need a car but it's not it's not unreasonable yeah so I was sorry I did not clear that up at all so Towson's like um maybe not even 25 minutes from like Fed Hill, which is like the city. I would play in Fed Hill, Fells Point, all those places. But when you're playing there, you don't want to have to like drive back, you know, 25, 30 minutes back 
to go out or something like that. So I would just end up staying there. And then a time I met my boyfriend, uh, we met like over a year ago because he was doing music in Baltimore. He met at a gig. That's so awesome. Is he an artist as well? Yeah. So he actually plays in a band called Taller Tales as of right now. Um, and I remember one of the first, mo- like first few months I started playing out, I did a, um, a festival, like a little festival at, um, on the water. I think it was in Fed. I forget the exact name of it, but his band was playing later on and my friends were like, Oh, he's cute. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's cute. Um, and he ended up like, we ended up talking after that. And, um, just over time, like I became friends with our band. So we would see each other out and stuff. And then we started hanging out. And so we, de- I definitely met him from music. Um, so that's just like a perfect example of like, how my life would have been so different. Like if I didn't do music, you know, even just like the friends I've met. Yeah. Um, and also too, it's like, sometimes I get tired of like just uh, going out. So I'd like go play and then all my friends would join me out of where I play and we'd all have fun there. So it's like, it's a, even my parents are like, we've gone to places we've never even expected to go before just cause like they follow me. <laughs> awesome. It's also nice to have that little refresher. Sometimes, I don't know if you feel like this at Towson cause I know it's just geographically a little bit different. Penn State's in the middle of like nowhere. So sometimes I'm like, I'm so sick of being in the, like this microcosm that's college. You know what I mean? And I'm not really involved with anything that's not university driven, to be honest with you. I don't even know, like, there's a high school in State College, but there's no other universities really around us or anything. Yeah. There are kids that are my age and they're not attending Penn State. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, But it definitely gets overwhelming. That's really nice that you have kind of like an outlet. It must also be nice creatively to meet a bunch of different people in your field. Um, How has that been? Do you think that's influenced you a little bit? So do you mean... um meeting people in like nursing or music wise music wise music wise okay so I I would definitely say they've um inspired me a lot because when I would meet new people like I would meet these producers too so um I would just have like all these different like creative like aspects towards it um and I know too like I didn't when I first started like releasing music which as I met um Seth Lipowitz which was the first person who I started working with just like out of his room you know like making music and we you know we started out with a song called call me crazy and like um we both look back on that song now and we're like what is this like what is this like this is so uh <laughs> and like i hate to say that but like um but we both agree on it it's like you you cannot put out a first song and it'd be like oh my god this is so good like it's it's not good it's not that great um but we if you look at us both now like we have gotten so much better we totally have different styles like he'll send me his music i'm like wow like this is like i can't believe we started at what we started at so um, definitely creatively like when you meet people like you grow together like you and you watch other musicians grow and that's like the coolest part is like just seeing how everyone like you got to start somewhere and like the hard part too is doing this and starting in front of other people so when you do music you're starting in front of other people like you can't just like if you're releasing stuff um you're not gonna release something that's amazing the first time and that's the hard part to like accept is you it's a learning process so um definitely Definitely takes time, but I have been inspired by a ton of people in the Baltimore area. That's really, really awesome. I feel like the more you surround yourself to, mm-hmm. the more feedback you get, if that makes sense. Like, it's kind of difficult, at least for me, to, like, look at my own work um, for anything creatively or not creatively. Like, say, even, like, writing an essay for school. Yeah. I'm reading it. I'm like, oh, no, this is good, but that's only, like, one person seeing it. So I feel like being in music scene and being around that many people I feel like that's just so nice getting all that feedback. You know what I mean? Definitely is. Yeah. Especially um, when you're writing music with other people too. I do write my own songs, but when I um, just worked with a new producer who just produced Lust for me, he's absolutely amazing. He's a Grammy nominated um, producer 
and um, he put together the song, like he put together all the, we, I t gave him the song um, and he completely changed it up and he helped me with like different cadences, which is kind of like, a I, I don't know, some people know what cadence is, it took me a little bit to learn. It's kind of like how you sing something, you know, like it's not the words, but it's like how you're putting together this song, like how does it sound? Um, instead of like just saying it flat, are you gonna say it with like a little bit of like a, you know, spice somewhere in there? So it, that's kind of what the cadence is. So he'd be like, maybe you should say like it this way instead of that way. And just working with somebody else is my, and people are like, why don't you learn how to produce yourself? Like you could save so much money. And I'm like, yeah, but the creativity is not there as much. You need somebody to tell you that's not what that should be. And like have somebody be able to tell you that it's not good. And I've had that my whole life. Like and my dad is very, he's so, so supportive and he supports me in everything, but he's also very critical of what I do. So it's like, he will tell me when it's not good. And you need those ears in your life. If you're going to have everyone telling you you can't improve, like you're not going to be able to improve. Yeah, I totally agree with you. So for producers, is that somebody who you as an artist has to find or do they come to you? So when I first started working with Seth, I got like kind of like hooked up with him through a friend. So like, so you're like, oh, he does this, like you should do that. And I think we both ended up mutually like reaching out to each other, kind of like, yeah, like try working together. Um, but otherwise, I met the guy who I work with now. So I've only worked with two producers. I work with Seth um, and he's more of a DJ. So he does, he does more like DJ stuff. And then um, uh, the Eric Taft, the new guy I just started working with. He, um, I met him through Baltimore music and people were like, oh, he's really good. Like you should like work with him. And I've met him out a few times. So we like were, we knew each other, but, and we have mutual friends. But when, I, when it goes to like reaching out, um, I definitely think that it can go both ways. But for me, I did, reach out to Eric and I was like, Hey, I have this song. I feel like you'd be really like good at producing. Um, and it's cool to work with him cause he is a musician too. So he knows how to play guitar. He'll play anything. Like he'll be able to like, just take the song and just put his own sort of twist on it. And it's actually crazy to realize like how different something can be changed up when you use somebody else to produce it. So it's all different sounds. So I think choosing the right producer is huge. Definitely. That's funny that you say that because I was just talking to someone who is an artist in the Philly area, mm -hmm. um, actually the people that create my intro, um, and they were talking about how big of a deal it was to get your songs like mixed and mastered, and somebody who like masters a song is like just as, as important as like the artist because if somebody like butches the mixing and the mastering of it all, like the song can turn out like a complete dud, and I didn't even think about that, like like not so true. <laughs> Like I just, I'm like, I don't know, stick like Taylor Swift up there on stage with a guitar. She sounds great. Like recorder, she'll probably sound great too. And they're like, well, like everything has a different volume is what the main thing that they were saying. And yeah. I was like, it's so crazy to think how like particular humans are with music, like changing the volume of like an instrument just a little bit louder can make your song sound so much better. And it's like, I didn't realize how I guess meticulous making music. Right. And mixing and mastering is huge. Um, so like you'll have somebody make the song for you produce it and like then you want to reach out to eric also does engineering he's also mixing and mastering my songs but he's very good so even with something slightly louder like the songs you hear on the radio are like professionally mixed and mastered like the volumes are going to be perfect so you need to have like when you record something it's not just going to be like a perfect volume that mixes all together perfectly when you mix those volumes like together and have that like like perfect like quality it it makes the song from going somewhere you can play on the radio to something that won't even like be played. Like, it's just like, it's insane how, um, 
how much like you need to have that balance. And it's, it's all like, it's all to the ear. If you really think about it, it's all what you're listening to. That's what appeals you. So if you're hearing something, you're like, Oh my gosh, that those harmonies are so loud. Like, why is it like that? It's going to distract you from the entire song. It's going to not make it as good. So it's, it's definitely huge. That's really cool then too, how you can find a producer that kind of matches with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's, it's such a teamwork kind of thing. You know what I mean? Oh, that's 100%. I, I, it would really be hard for me if I was like a creative um, in the music industry and I felt like I had all these ideas and I couldn't find a producer. Does that ever happen? Or do people like eventually find people? So you can really pay your way into anything. So if you're going to, um, if you know somebody and you want to reach out to a good producer, you just got to, you've got to put it up front. Like they'll mostly work with everybody. Um, it's not like a selective like thing, but um, I mean, if you don't come with the right material and you don't come with that like style that you want, um, it's just not going to work, but yeah, you can't, it, you can find somebody. It's just, it is about connections and then finding the right person for you. But there's a lot of good producers around Baltimore. And as long as you can like afford to get that, like to pay for that and it's, you can find anyone that you want and not saying that it's all about money, but like these producers, like you want to give credit to them, like, and pay them for it because they're literally spending all their time putting this in, like putting their time and energy and like creative ability into your song. Like you're going to want to give them like the money they, you know, they rightfully deserve to produce this because they're definitely a huge part of it. So for sure. And how do you think the Baltimore area music scene is different from other cities? Um, so I think that what I've noticed is there's a lot of um, like rock bands and definitely a lot, it's very band oriented. I, I've never personally been to like Nashville or um, like LA scene or like New York city. But I do know from like, just from looking online and seeing people, I know Nashville's very singer songwriter oriented. Um, so I haven't seen, there are some girls like me who do this in the Baltimore area. Um, I haven't met any like personally, I think I'm maybe a few, I have met a few, um, from the bands, but, um, I definitely think like we hang out with more of the bands in a way. Like it's definitely more like band oriented and I could be wrong. I could have just not been it, you know, in the same, with involved with those girls like I don't know who they are um but I have met a few and they're super nice and they're awesome but they do play with bands as well so I would definitely say that the difference is kind of like it's not Baltimore you don't you can say it this way you don't move to Baltimore because like you want to be a musician you would move to like Nashville or like you know LA or something like that so it's definitely different but it's also kind of a smaller outlet so it's almost kind of like maybe it's easier to be heard a little bit because you're not from those bigger areas. Um, I think it's hard to tell because I have not been to those other areas. So. No, that totally makes sense. Um, in the, the beginning of the episode, you said you're in Baltimore for now. So ideally what city would you be in post-grad? So as of right now, I'm still considering Baltimore. Um, I'm not planning on moving anywhere unless something were to like happen. Um, I have had some cool connections lately. I've had some interesting things happen, just people reaching out to me. Um, but nothing that's like, Hey, let's, let's get a move on, you know, let's like move here. So I don't think that I'd be moving anytime soon, but it's, it's really hard to say. I mean, I do travel down to New York sometimes for music videos. Cause I work with some NYU kids. Um, who, the guy who's my friend, Giles Perkins, he shoots my music videos and helps me like direct them. And he's amazing. He's been a NYU film student for like a few years now. Um, so I meet a lot of people at NYU too, just through him, because like, we'll work with actresses or dancers or something and they all come from NYU. So I've met, um, some people in the music industry too, from NYU. And, you know, that's basically where a lot of the action happens, especially closest to me. So, I mean, I could see myself traveling down to New York a lot, but I don't know about moving there as of right now. 
Um, and I do have another job. I do work in like the, during the week, I, um, I just started a new job in a woman's and outpatient clinic right now. And it's actually normal. I was talking to some people in the industry. It's actually very normal to have, um, when you first start out, like to have two jobs, you know, like don't quit your day job. That's what they say. <laughs> um, but it's awesome when you see your music becoming a little, like even slightly successful. It's cool. That's really, really awesome. So do you think you're going to keep up with nursing on post-grad? So that's the hard thing to say. Um, I love nursing. I've oh, like, not like the nursing specifically. I love the field because you can do anything you want. And um, I was always very interested in like medical cosmetology. Like I joined nursing school. I was like, I need to find something I like want to do. Um, I've always been fascinated with like injectables and stuff like that. And so I just got a job in like a woman's and outpatient clinic because it's working with like post-op, like a lot of women and stuff like that. So it's a good way to get into that. Um, I think that I, depending on what would happen, um, I could take a break from nursing and just see what I could do. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, I don't need to be, if I can set aside a few days a week to be making music and set aside a few days a week to do nursing, as long as you're just set on your schedule, like you can make it work. Um, and it does help a lot with like income and being able to move somewhere. So yeah, it's um hard to say. I haven't like specifically decided yet, you know, and everything's so new. Like I never, it's actually funny. Cause when I, um, speaking of like career stuff, I was like sitting in my basement, like the night before the song kind of got like it's hype in a way. Yeah. Um, and I was like, what am I doing? Like I'm releasing music. I'm paying these producers. Like I think it's good. Like I think it's doing well. Um, but no one's seeing it. And so I put it, I just like sat in my, this is, it's like a video. Like I put on TikTok and I sat in like my bathtub and I was just was listening to my master, my song and nothing happened overnight. I think it was like the next morning I started getting like hundreds and hundreds of likes and comments. And I was like, what? Like, and it was so weird. So the night before I was like, am I going to keep continue doing this? Like, um, manifestation right there. Yeah. It was weird. And I and because I remember specifically, I was like laying on my couch, like, what am I like? I'm releasing a song. Like, I was so stressed out. So I'm like, I'm doing a music video. I might be doing a music video for it. Like, I'm, yeah. it was just like hard. But um, then people started reaching out and I ended up getting like 10,000 more followers and on just like TikTok. And TikTok's a weird app because it's like you can be successful on it for a little bit and you cannot be successful on it in a month or so from now. Yeah. Um, keeping up consistently is crazy. And there's also girls out there who are doing way more than me you know like way more likes but for me to even get like twenty five thousand likes on a video of my original song I'm like twenty five thousand people saw that and liked it and then put aside those 200 300 people who commented and said i can't wait to hear this like when you like it's you have at least some people that want to hear your music and like are hyping you up like that like it makes the biggest difference even if you have 15 or 20 followers who really want to hear your music like it kind of keeps you going a little bit so that makes sense it's really that's super cool to hear, like, the background of your song, too, to kind of see how you feel about it. Do you ever feel like you, like, succumb to imposter syndrome ever as a musician? So, um, could you kind of explain that, like, a little bit? Yeah, so imposter syndrome is, like, oh, I don't belong here, even though you really do, if that makes sense. So, like, during... Yeah, I mean, so I would definitely say, kind of what I just, like, mentioned about, like, I don't, I'm a nursing student, why am I making music on the weekends? Like, I... Um, so yeah, I kind of, I, I definitely have had that, you know, is, is this what I should be doing? Is this what I should be spending my time on? And you have to remember too, that like, this is the hard part. It's hard to get, it's hard to not get caught up in numbers. Like mm-hmm. it's hard not to get caught up in like, um, cause the numbers they're you know, always, somebody's always going to be better than you. Like no matter what, somebody's always gonna be better. Someone's going to have more numbers than you. Um, 
And I was thinking, I was like, why am I not like, so this is my highest song right now. And I was like, I saw it. And I was like, it's almost at 50,000 just on Spotify right now. But I'm like, that could be better. You know what I mean? And I'm like, no, like that's the best I've ever done. Like I, this is my first song that I've like done with an actual studio, like to have it even have that many numbers is like, is nice. Like, so, but I do feel like sometimes I'm like, you compare yourself to other people. And that's the hardest part is not to compare yourself to other artists. Cause it, it's different for everybody. It takes different timing for everybody. But yeah, sometimes you're definitely like, I don't know if I should be doing this. Like, but then you're like, but then I'm sitting there at night and I'm like, I write music all the time. And I'm like, this is good. I feel like people can relate to it and I'll put it up. Even I just put up a new song the other day and like, like, I think it got, I don't know, like 2.5 thousand like likes and comments. People are like, we need to hear this one now. And I'm like, okay, so that's not as big of a number as what I just put up, but people still want to hear it and it's not out yet. So like, yeah, it's, it's definitely a back and forth. I would say for sure. Should I be doing this? Oh wait, people like it. Like it's very conflicting sometimes. That makes sense. And I think everybody faces that sometime in any career, um, especially when you're young and you're 20 something and especially like not to bring up COVID, but during COVID-19, I feel really um, like, ex- like, I don't feel like I'm a part of the world almost. Like I feel like I'm very locked up and I think everybody kind of does. Like, I don't know if you've been doing a ton of um, seeing your friends or being able to uh, perform like at local gigs or anything, but it feels like very, very shut off. So, like, this season of the podcast is going to come out, and it's, like, I'm putting, like, a lot of time and effort into this. Like, do people actually want to be listening to this? Like, I don't know what anyone else is doing right now. Like, when you put out music during times, like, super, like, uncertain times, as they say, like, Mm -hmm. uh, is this, like, the time to be, like, doing stuff creative? Like, are people listening to music? Like, no one's going out. Like, what what I mean? I actually think that people are now, like, I think it's a good time to be putting things out because I think people are stuck at home and they're looking for more things, you know? They just want to like feel anything. Like they want to be able to listen to something. You know, I wrote a song last night. And I was like just saying about talking about like you know just feeling anything like in general. Like you know, so it kind of like um, I think it's definitely a good time creative, creative, like you know, creatively to put something out there. Um, but yeah, it's hard to I don't know. It's hard to say because COVID has definitely. I've been playing shows um, once in a while, but I got canceled twice this weekend, so I only played once. But they're very social distance for me. Like I'm sitting in the corner. Like people, it's not like I'm like really in people's like space and stuff at least you get some exposure yeah know? and it's yeah honestly I would say a lot of exposure doesn't even come from playing out I think it's it's fun for me um to do it but like people like you could it's all about exposure is more like I feel like social media now and so it's oh, like yeah. so it's not even like playing out as much I post that I'm playing out because like people do want to come see sometimes and um like especially the people at the restaurants like they want to post about it just to say like I'm there just to make sure like because I even when I go somewhere I always ask about live music like I always ask my boyfriend like I'm always like because we when we used to go out like I would be like let's go somewhere with live music tonight and just thinking about that actually kind of like hurts a little bit because like we used to go what we like would do every weekend is we would go to shows because like we knew the bands in Baltimore so me and my boyfriend were going to shows every weekend um meeting different bands seeing different people learning how to like just network and stuff and with people and ever since COVID like we don't know what to do with ourselves like we were watching shows online now or we're just sitting there watching Netflix and like we are so like I think we love shows and so like we're very like and I've had opportunities um to play acoustically for like important like some important people like that they were allowing me to like they're like it's because of quarantine we would have we would have been able to do this I don't want to like say too much on things because like I'm not really supposed to be talking too much about um you know just connections and stuff but 
like just things I can be doing that I can't because of quarantine. And that's, that definitely sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Um, it's been really difficult, I think for everyone, but I can imagine the music industry is just taking a giant hit right now. It's so funny that you say that. Cause my dad always says like, whenever we go out to a restaurant, he's like, is there going to be a live music there? Mm-hmm. Um, the Giddis factory is like really, really close to my house. And they don't really have live music. And yeah. a lot of times we pick other places over the Guinness factory, which is like, if you think about it, like pretty much the ultimate bar um, because they don't have live music all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's a really big deciding factor for a lot of people, um, yeah. live entertainment, especially in bulk. Opposite. Some people are like, we don't want to be by the live music. It's annoying. Yeah. We're trying to eat. Yeah. So it, that's why music is so subjective. And that's why sometimes it's hard to play out. Cause like some people, you'll have one person sitting at the table and they're both the same distance from you and they'll be like, yes, like we love this or tip you every second. And then you'll have the one who's like, can she turn it down? Like, it's like, so it's like, it's hard. That's one of the hard things to do. Um, yeah. There's this bar called the horse you came in on, which is like, I loved, I almost got a gig there. And then the whole quarantine thing happened and they never got back to me. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't even think they're open right now. It's crazy. But the horse you came in on, um, I'm pretty sure is like historically known. I could totally be wrong on this on the place or the bar Edgar Allan Poe like drank himself to death. Like it's a historical. Really? Bar. Yeah, I don't like know if that's 100%. I think my mom told me. Told me that. <laughs> but um, we always go there for live music because how the stage is like inside so you can hear it from like wherever you sit. You know what I mean? Like I hate it. It's very intimate. Like don't you, you don't you feel like you're like right in front of them. And so that's one of the things I miss too. Like even when you go out to watch live music right now, which is barely like you're very social distance, but there's something different about being like very close to people and like watching music. Like yeah. I don't know. It's a very intimate thing and like I miss that. I remember I went there like one of the few nights before quarantine happened, there was a, a cool band playing there. I don't remember what they were called, but like it was just so one of the last few memories you have of like being really close to people and like oh. listening to music and I know hopefully it'll all get back to that soon we're young hopefully it like hopefully within a, like a year or so if things will sort of be back to normal hopefully less than that but I've re- right I really hope so um the last thing I did I saw like a post talking about that too and it was like the last thing I did was go on spring break because like we honestly just didn't know how bad it was and yeah. it's so crazy to think like me and my friends were out like to that we actually ended up not even going to clubs because of um we went to like packed bars but towards like the second half of our spring break we were like wait a minute like things might not be very good so we like didn't go to any like the miami clubs like 11 or story or anything like that because we were so nervous yeah and it's like oh my gosh like i can't even imagine being in a club right now like i can't even imagine what that people were getting so mad at each other for like going out and like not listening but like it was a very you have to be understanding too it's a very like confusing time for people like no one's ever been through a global pandemic our age so um like I think everyone has to be very understanding at this point like yeah you should be like you know know, but like that week was very confusing but I ended up not going to my spring break because I was like like I just heard about it and like I was like people like saying you were gonna get stuck there or something yeah I I was only going to Florida it would have been social distance anyways because we were gonna stay with like my friend's grandparents um (laughs) and they were older so I was like I don't know but it was only gonna be me and my friend and her grandparents which is like only four people but like and we usually just go to the pool we weren't even like going out to like clubs and stuff like that so but I still didn't go because I was just like I I don't know what's going on I'm scared to get stuck (laughs) My brother, like I said, my brother goes to Towson. So your spring break was two weeks after mine. Mine yes, was like the very beginning of March. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't even know that, like, Penn State didn't even, like, release anything about coronavirus. Like, didn't even mention it to us until, like, the Wednesday or Thursday, I believe, of our spring break. And my brother got so lucky that he heard, I think you guys found out the week before your spring break or something yeah. about coronavirus. So he got, like, 
I think what happened was I landed in JFK airport, drove to Penn State, packed up as much as I could in my car, like everything that I could and drove home because I was like, I don't know when the next time I'm going to be home and like emptied out the fridge and stuff like that really quickly and threw it all my trash. Um, went all the way back to Maryland and stayed there obviously ever since until I packed out. Um, but my brother got to know about his spring break trip and that like the school was closing a little bit farther in advance than I did. Like I was basically like, yeah, you're not at Penn state right now. And once you get back to Penn state, like move your crap and like get out of the little County. Cause like we have one hospital. Um, th- honestly, it's just like, they don't really have great infrastructure. I yeah, think that yeah. if a lot of kids do end up having coronavirus in state college, it's not going to be very good. Um, and Penn state's actually going back next semester, which is really scary. Yeah. Um, and my brother went to Towson, like I said, he was told like, Hey, yeah, you guys like, aren't going to come back after, after spring break or maybe a week before spring break. Um, he was able to like cancel his spring break get all the money back from everything. Like he was supposed to go to Epcot and like rent a car and stuff like that. Like everything worked out so well for him. And I felt like I was like running around like absolutely like a nutcase. Uh, it was, it's just crazy to me. Like this is a total ramp, but it's just crazy how different universities approach, approached it. Yeah. I'm like, school so that's like yeah oh my brother's not either (laughs) (laughs) especially like Towson's kind of a I don't want to say it's a city school but it's a little bit more urban like it's not like you guys are in solitude like if people go (laughs) off campus you know what I mean and people do go to bars and people do go to restaurants that aren't just in Towson you know what I mean no it's very yeah it's we go all over the like people go to fed too like what I do I was just saying yeah often because of what I was playing but people go there like fed Fridays they would I think they would go like yeah. Friday <laughs> and fed hill is really really that's where um so fed hill is a part of Baltimore it's gorgeous like federal hill um a lot of like townhouses that are brick absolutely gorgeous uh mm-hmm. cute little they do outdoor seating right now which is nice and it's even been a little bit packed I was driving through there the other day it was a little crowded. Uh, was, they actually just shut down Baltimore City restaurants, like, Friday, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, you can sit outside, but they, they shut down indoor seating, that's what I mean, so. Oh, I didn't even know they had indoor seating. Yeah, a lot of places do. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, right now, you can here? still go inside a lot of places. You can still go inside places. Um, I don't you think- in Montgomery County, or are you Howard County? I'm in Hartford County. Hartford County, okay. okay. So, I know here, like, we're able, but, I mean, I don't have anywhere inside. I go, like, if I go somewhere, it's, like, more outside. <laughs> Yeah, I've gotten a little bit. We've been doing like crazy stuff at my house. Um, where my so my cousin's also like super duper. He actually lives in Nashville right now, like very into the live music scene. He's a singer, songwriter for country music. And what he's been doing is so he normally does a gig every I think it's Sunday night at eight o'clock. Like he has like an agreement with somebody in Nashville. He's putting them up on his Instagram lives. And instead of us like going to a restaurant and like watching live music for like family dinner on Sunday. We've yeah. been making, like, insane dinners with, like, a bunch of, um, I have, like, a huge family, so it's, like, all my siblings and stuff. He's watching it. <laughs> yeah, and watching his Instagram live on a laptop um, yeah. at the head of our table, and we're like, woo, go Elliot. When but, I first started uh, doing that, I did a live stream, too, and that was cool, but somebody told me to do a live stream, like, on my, like, TikTok for, like, like live music, and I was like, I don't yeah. know how weird, because I can't talk to them, like, on the phone, like, I, yeah. so I feel weird about, like, playing, it. I don't know, and also, like, I mess up, like, people who are there don't really, like, care, it's, like, but if I mess up like a, a wrong chord or something like that and I like play it off but like I feel like people watching me specifically on the phone be like oh my gosh like, she messed I can up. totally tell yeah. yeah um what do you think your favorite performance was favorite performance oh so a lot of the shows I do shows are gigs so like okay. I play bars so like I wouldn't say many of them have been extremely memorable you know like I definitely have people come up to me that are like super nice but um 
like show wise, I haven't even like done like a show except for that one time I met my, my boyfriend and that was like kind of a like acoustic thing. And I think those yeah. are awesome because I'm only playing for like 45 minutes. I get to play like short songs, like just do my own thing. Um, so I definitely say like South Point, which is where I just remember the name. South Point was fun. Um, and the only other show like I think I've really done is like the variety show when I was in high school. So otherwise I play, I play bar gigs and I don't, people always call them shows. So my friends are like, Oh, we're going to come to your show. Tonight. I'm not, it's not a show. I'm <laughs> it's just a gig. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but I was working on shows actually, um, before this happened, I was going to like try to do in Baltimore. I'm like always blank on names. I'm like the worst person with names, but, um, I was going to try to sell tickets to rent out this place. And yeah, I didn't know if I'd be able to do it, but with what's happening right now, if I keep releasing music and I'm able to have some music and work with the band, I think I might be able to sell tickets to, to like a one night to like, um, sell out somewhere, um, and not sell out, but you know, get at least a few like people <laughs> that would want to see me to um, give them time if they wanted to come. I have a lot of listeners from like other places. Like I remember, um, I can look at my stats on Spotify. I can see where they are. Yeah. I have like over 2000 listeners in like Texas, like Dallas, what? Like, That's crazy. like over 2000 in Chicago. So it's like, if you can only, if you can get, if you think about it, it's like 2000 people that are listening to it from there, if they really want, they want to see me live, I can maybe even get 15 of them to like, yeah. you know, like just, it's kind of like that. So, um, marketing would be huge for that. But I, so I haven't, my favorite show, I would say has yet to be decided yet because I don't love <laughs> doing like, that's a good answer. I yeah. like that. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Oh, gosh. Well, like, after COVID, I'm sure things will go, get back to, get back to normal. I have a lot of friends who are in the music scene in the Philly area. Yeah. Um, a lot of, uh, one of them does disco DJing or something, like, of that genre. It's very interesting. It's really cool. But um, he sells, I went to one of his shows once, and he sold tickets for, like, 25 bucks. Mm -hmm. And it was just, like, a bunch of his friends and a bunch of his family. And it was That's families. Right. And, um what he did, I believe, is, like, he rented out the place with, like, four or five other people, and they each got, like, a set block of tickets to sell, and that was, like, basically how they could make any money off of it, which was really, really interesting. And I'm um, not even worried about making, if I did a show, I'm not even worried about making money off it. I'm, like, <laughs> it would be super cool for me. It's, it just even look down at people who would, like, yeah. not look down, you know, I mean, look across the stage. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> they're down, <laughs> because I'm on stage. Look out and just see people knowing my songs, even if it's just, I remember like, so my favorite, I don't know if this is one of your questions coming up, I don't remember, but like my favorite artist, like performance is like Lennon Stella. I've like loved her since the beginning, like mm -hmm. since she started doing even like the smallest, like singing videos on YouTube. But I went to go her third show ever. She played, I had my dad, I was like, I gotta go see this. Like she's in New York. Like I drove down, I saw her in New York and she was playing at, she's done huge things now, but she was playing at a tiny venue called Mercury Lounge in New York. And like I remember I was like front row because there was like you know there's maybe like I 100 or so people there she definitely had fans like, I'm not saying she did not have fans but um she definitely plays bigger venues now but it was so like intimate and like small and I remember just like being in awe of her I was like I want to be you I don't know if I want to be you or if I like just love you so much but um it was it was very like inspiring so I would say like I'm not going to say, like, my dream show would literally be to play, like, at a lounge like that. At Mercury Lounge. <laughs> Merc oh, my God. If I could play Mercury Lounge, I'd be like, Len Felfinger, I'm like, <laughs> but um, I think it'd be awesome to, like, yeah. be able to do a show and people like your music enough to come. And it feels like right now it's, like, you know, if it's, like, a start of something in percentage-wise, I'm at, like, 0.05, but, like, you know, maybe we can get up there. So it's, like, we'll see. Yeah.
That's really awesome. So I guess my closing question would be, uh, do you have any advice to anybody who wants to be in your shoes? So anybody who wants to start playing gigs or wants to start creating music? So I definitely say what I said earlier too, you got to start somewhere. Um, you're going to, you're not, you're going to put out stuff you probably don't like, or you're going to make stuff you don't like. Mm-hmm. I maybe release 1%, not 1%. I would say one, not 1%, one out of like 10 songs that I write. I'm like, okay, maybe I can put this out. Um, find a good producer, find someone you can work with well. Um, and also like, I think the biggest thing is just like, putting your music out there, like on different platforms. Cause like you can put something out there and it could like, flop 100% but if you like don't put it out there it like never has the chance of being successful so you can either you can just got to take the chance and it you're gonna flop more times than you're gonna succeed and that's like the hard part to understand is knowing that not everything you put on the internet is gonna be like oh my god you're so amazing like it's awesome like I love it you're gonna have things that people don't really want to listen to and that also like is gonna make but also that one percent like I said that one video like that feeling is so nice and you're always going to be chasing that feeling and you can't have it all the time. Um, but just to know that even some people want to listen to you, I think is awesome. So I would definitely say find your fan base, um, promote your music to people who, you know, can relate to it and just like definitely put yourself out there. And that's huge. That's awesome. I think that's all amazing advice. And thank you everybody who's listening and who continues to listen. I know it's been a long time since I had continuous episodes coming out, but I promise I'm going to keep trying to get better. Thank you so much, Ashley, for being on the show. You were really, really awesome, especially awesome as my first um, musical artist. I think that's really, really cool. Thank you so much. I mean, this was fun. This is my first podcast, so I'm going to listen back to it and I'm be like, oh my gosh, why did I rant so much on that part? <laughs> yeah, but I need content. I really, really like it. And you that's answered awesome. all the questions great. Yeah. Um, if anybody wants to listen to Ashley's music, I obviously will be having all the information in the show notes, Apple and Spotify. Don't worry. So whichever one you guys want. Um, And of course, if you guys have any questions, concerns, comments, criticism, anything, I will have my Instagram in the show notes. That's the thing that I check the most often. And we're all, I will be posting about future episodes and things like that. Thank you guys so much. And I hope you listen again next week.